This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. This podcast is brought to you by Let'sTalkIdeas.org, your budget-friendly custom design firm in Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Strengthening Fiona barrels towards Turk and Caicos Islands. New York to send cops to Puerto Rico, drones to Dominican Republic for Fiona recovery. CARICOM concerned about Haiti. Grenada to appoint non-nationals to diplomatic positions. Major milestone, U.S. Virgin Islands pays total of $288.8 million in tax refunds, bringing government up to date for first time since 1990s. Guyana Opposition Party backs call for government to oppose windfall tax on oil companies. And Jamaica Man ends journey around the world in Antigua and Barbuda. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, September 20th. We start a report today with a look at Hurricane Fiona. HaitiNews.net via Voice of America reports Hurricane Fiona has strengthened and is heading towards the Turk and Caicos Islands. It threatened to strengthen into a Category 3 storm, prompting the government to impose a curfew. Fiona was centered 80 miles southeast of Grand Turk Island late Monday. It had maximum sustained winds of 110 miles per hour and was moving north-northwest at 10 miles per hour. The intensifying storm dropped an abundant rainfall over the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico, where a 58-year-old man died after police said he was swept away by a river in the central mountain town of Camero. The blow from Fiona was made more devastating because Puerto Rico has yet to recover from Hurricane Maria, which killed nearly 3,000 people and destroyed the power grid in 2017. Fiona sparked a blockout when it hit Puerto Rico southwest corner on Sunday, the anniversary of Hurricane Hugo, which slammed into the island in 1989 as a Category 3 storm. By Monday night, authorities said they had restored power to more than 114,000 customers on the island of 3.2 million people. Puerto Rico Governor Pedro Perlusi has warned that it could take days before everyone has electricity. The Dominican Republic President Louis Abner said authorities would need several days to assess the storm's effect. Over the weekend, Fiona battered the Eastern Caribbean, killing one man in the French territory of Guadeloupe, officials said. Now on to recovery related to Hurricane Fiona. The St. Kitts Nevis Observer via New York Daily News reports New York to send cops to Puerto Rico and drones to the Dominican Republic for Fiona recovery. New York Governor Kathy Hochul said that New York would send drones to the Dominican Republic and more than 100 state troopers to Puerto Rico as Hurricane Fiona's driving winds and rains crushed the Caribbean. Hochul said the support commitments came after Puerto Rico's Governor Pedro Perlusi asked for Spanish-speaking cops to help citizens navigate the destruction. The storm was expected to continue to lash the Dominican Republic into Monday night. Hochul said New York's drones would help the country conduct damage surveys, but did not specify how many drones the state would provide. The U.S. White House said more than 300 federal first responders had reached Puerto Rico by Monday evening. U.S. President Biden told 
Puerto Rico's Governor Perlusi in a phone call on Monday that a significant surge of reinforcements would arrive in the coming days, according to a U.S. White House statement. New York State is home to about 490,000 people born in the Dominican Republic and around 245,000 people born in Puerto Rico, according to census data. Now on to Haiti, where CARICOM is concerned about the increasingly disturbing situation in Haiti. The Caribbean community yesterday issued the following statement. The Caribbean community CARICOM is gravely concerned by the continuing deterioration of the security situation and the social circumstances in the Republic of Haiti. The continued breakdown in law and order and its distressing effect on the people of Haiti is intensifying. The fraught situation is exasperated by the inability of the Haitian security forces to address the ongoing violence. The unrest is having a negative impact on the already weak economy, leading to even more mass demonstrations, especially the worsening social conditions and the limited availability of food required urgent and immediate attention from the international community. This persistently distressing situation is untenable, and CARICOM calls for all stakeholders to engage meaningfully with the aim to find a way forward and to put country first and address the situation urgently. CARICOM following discussions in the past weeks remain available to assist and work with international partners to mobilize financial and technical resources to facilitate a process towards normalization and ultimately the holding of free, fair, and credible general elections. Now on to Grenada, where the government will appoint non-nationals to diplomatic positions. Grenada now reports the ruling National Democratic Conference, NDC, Dickon Mitchell-led administration, has announced that Grenada will continue to appoint non-nationals to diplomatic positions. This policy practiced by... The new National Party, NNP, administration was continuously denounced and opposed by the NDC while it was in the main opposition political party. We now recognize that given our limited financial resources, that we may not necessarily be able to fill all our diplomatic posts with nationals, but we give you the commitment that in every circumstance, we are going to look first and foremost to and for a Grenadian, Foreign Affairs Minister Joseph Andal announced on Sunday, September 18th, during a town hall meeting with Grenadians in Brooklyn, New York. We're going to professionalize the Foreign Service. Over the years, an unfortunate decision develops where people were literally sometimes picked off the streets. And as one staffer said to me, microwave and overnight made into diplomats to represent Grenada. During the Brooklyn meeting, Andal said that the government will be working towards having more career diplomats. In related diplomatic Grenada news, Grenada now also reports that the Foreign Affairs Minister Joseph Andal also disclosed that the Dickin Mitchell administration will be focusing on developing and deepening diplomatic and other bilateral relations with countries in the African continent. The United Nations lists 54 African countries, including Nigeria, Ghana, South Africa, Togo, Kenya, Zambia, Chad, Senegal, the Gambia, 
Mali, Burkina Faso, Gabon, Botswana, Nambia, Mozambique, Tanzania, Niger, Algeria, and Uganda. At a town hall meeting in Brooklyn and all told the meeting that the NDC administration would also be looking to strengthen the diplomatic relation with states in Central and South America. A few years ago, CARICOM made a decision to make Spanish the official second language of the CARICOM region, yet we have done very little to cement and then establish relationships with our brothers and sisters in Central and South America. This is going to be an area of focus for the NDC administration going forward. Central America is the southernmost region of North America, lying between Mexico and South America, and comprising of Panama, Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Honduras, El Salvador, Guatemala, and Belize. South America generally includes 12 sovereign states, Argentina, Bolivia, Brazil, Chile, Colombia, Ecuador, Guyana, Paraguay, Peru, Suriname, Uruguay, and Venezuela. Two dependent territories, the Falcal Islands and South Georgia and the South Sandwich Islands, and one internal territory, French Guyana. Hundreds of Grenadians attended the town hall meeting in Brooklyn, New York. Next, it's a major milestone for the government of the U.S. Virgin Islands that paid a total of $288.8 million in tax refunds, bringing the government up to date for the first time since the 1990s. The Virgin Island Consortium reports the U.S. Virgin Islands Governor Albert Bryan during a press event Monday announced that his administration has paid in full tax refunds owed to the people of the U.S. territory and is now up to date with current year payments. The government of the Virgin Islands has for years been behind on owed refund payments, and it's an accomplishment that past governors sought but were unable to achieve. Since September 1, 2022, the U.S. Virgin Islands Bureau of Internal Revenue and the Department of Finance released 14,269 income tax refund checks totaling $31,444,284, the governor said. The governor's executive budget have earmarked $25 million to be distributed quarterly and pay income tax refunds that the government owed. Governor Bryan said we are on track to issue refunds to everyone that file by the April 15th filing deadline this year. To date, the administration has issued 110 1,138 refund checks totaling $288,807,743. Additionally, the refunds paid out in the last two weeks included more than $1.3 million funded through the reimbursement of the Earned Income Tax Credit by the U.S. federal government. The governor took time to thank Congresswoman Stacey Plaskett for her efforts in making that possible. According to the Virgin Islands Government House, while the majority of refunds that were owed to taxpayers dated back to 2016, some of the refunds issued dated back to 2002 to 2003, and 3,770 of those refunds were for the tax years between 2002 to 2015.
In other financial-related news in the region, Guyana's opposition back calls for government to impose windfall tax on oil companies. Cryer News reports as supply stocks become limited in Europe and the price for oil predicted to spike further. The A Partnership for National Unity and Alliance for Change opposition believes that now is the time to tax excessive profits being raked in by the petroleum companies presently operating in Guyana's rich Straber block. A member of the Opposition Oil and Gas Committee, Elson Lowe, on Monday told Crider News that the political group holds the view that the PPP government should specifically achieve this objective by increasing its royalty rate when Bent crude, the benchmark price for oil, moved past the determined rate. He said Guyana must move to a variable royalty regime, which increases royalty levels when Brent crude is above determined price. This should apply both to the existing production sharing agreement and the new model production sharing agreement. We witnessed an example of what could happen when earlier this year the war in Ukraine resulted in a very significant increase in prices peaking at almost $140 a barrel. To this end, the opposition said Guyana must tap the benefits of increased oil prices. The United Kingdom recently slapped its oil companies with a one-off windfall tax of 25% on oil companies operating in that jurisdiction in order to also partake in the sweeping profits being had by the operators as a result of escalating oil price. Notably, the U.S. is seeking to move in this direction as well. Having already hiked its royal payable by oil companies there to above 18.75% in December last. Meanwhile, British Columbia, Canada's westernmost province, appears to be following in the footsteps of the United States of America, and it has announced that it will be increasing royalty rates to raise additional monies annually for its people. And here's our final note. Jamaican man ends journey around the world in Antigua and Barbuda. Antigua Newsroom reports the Antigua and Barbuda Tourism Authority is celebrating with 37-year-old world traveler Romain Wills, who, on his September 18 arrival into Antigua and Barbuda at the VC Bird International Airport, has completed his quest to visit all 195 countries in the world. Antigua and Barbuda Tourism Authority, the Antigua and Barbuda Airport Authority, and the Jamaican Consulate in Antigua warmly welcome Wills, along with his family, travel friends who journeyed to Antigua to mark the momentous occasion with him. Wills, who is Jamaican-born and migrated to the United States of America in 2007, is the first Jamaican and possibly the first person in the Caribbean to achieve this goal. Wills said his travel adventures began when he decided to visit bucket list places he would see on National Geographic. From there, he moved on to the seven wonders of the world, then Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Countries and the list kept growing. In 2016, when he reached 
his then goal of visiting 100 countries by the age of 30, he decided to take on the world. He reflected that as a student in Jamaica, I used to love geography. It was my favorite subject, but never in a million years did I imagine I would end up visiting every country in the world. It has been a life-changing experience. One of his reasons for choosing Antigua and Barbuda as his final destination, Will said, I thought it would be great to complete this journey close to home where it all started. I settled mostly on Antigua because it seems like a mini hub in the Caribbean with lots of flight connections as I wanted my friends and family to get flights easily to join me on this final journey and also for the beautiful beaches. The choice fell on Antigua and Barbuda. Romain will spend a week in Antigua exploring the destination with friends. You can follow Romain Will's travel adventures on Instagram at Traveling the World with Romain. Romain Wells currently lives in San Francisco, California, where he works for a major American airline company as a ground agent, which assists him in his travel pursuits. His next goal is to visit festivals and tribes around the world. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. And to share information on upcoming events, email events at pulseofthecaribbean.com. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, September 20th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news. 